Welcome everyone to Mythstory, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Brian Taylor Marshall, with the guest star, Peter. Rockstar, Peter, hello. And the co-guest, Cammy. I gotta think about it every time, about how I, how I can get it wrong this time. <laughs> In what ways can I morph your title? Um, hey, Cammy. Hi. So... Not amused. Peter's here, but this is not a Podicus Magnus episode. Um, this is this is going to be well. First of all, Happy April Fool's Day, everyone! Uh, it's April first when this goes up. So we normally here on Mystery will talk every week about a myth or history or tale or what have you, and dissect it a little bit, and then kind of talk about the history and uh, with a little tale to kind of soften up. Um, the show. Um, we'll do that with Cammy and I, and then Peter will join us bi-weekly um, with a, basically a funner featured, uh, funner, that's mean, uh, a, a detailed episode on a, on a similar subject, um, but we just get to spread our um, notes out a little bit more. But deeper dive. Right. So this episode will be unique-er <laughs> um, in that we're going to create words, and we're going to create historical myths and other myths so this is a two truths and a lie special episode for april fool's day we thought this would be a good idea we were wondering what ways we could play like a game here and this is what we'll do so the way this is going to work is uh, i'll go first then peter and cammy and each one of us is going to say uh three kind of tales um uh based in either history or in myths two of them will be true one of them will be untrue and the others will have to kind of guess, and we'll kind of just go turn by turn and go from there. And feel free to play along at home. And, and just to clarify, they're they're true in that they that people tell these stories. They're not yes, right. None of the myths are true. Yeah. So like mine, I'm gonna go first, and mine are history based. So two of mine are are, are actual quite factual, actually factual. Um, and one is is like a fake history fact. So uh, I could say something like. Hercules only had three trials. That would be untrue, even though Hercules... You took mine. Get out. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Oh my god, I almost <laughs> Yes, hit, I am joking. I almost stopped the podcast. Um, but Already. I could, April Fool's. Already. <laughs> so I could say that, and that would be untrue, because he did not have that many trials. Um, because that's, so there, that's, that's the way this is going to work. So myths are on the game, but we have to kind of back them up that mm. way. So anyway... Does it, shall we start? Are we ready? Am I'm I commencing? Ready. Okay. Blow my brains out. All right. So I'm going to start off with a nice one here. So uh, in World War II, Polish forces uh, who were stationed in Egypt purchased a Syrian brown bear cub named Wojtek. Wojtek eventually was drafted in in order to successfully provide rations and even earn pay and rose to the rank of corporal. He helped troops by carrying uh, cargo loading vehicles, um, and I think he even saw a little combat. Um, so that's one. That's one little thing here. Mm. My next one is in 1966, during the Vietnam War, uh, a North Vietnamese uh, DRV sniper named Trong Chin crawled prone for two days as Australian and U.S. forces uh, rode through the, uh, the tunnel systems of Koo Chi, um, and he was de- undetected for two days and survived several mortar barrages and other bombings, um, dying several years after the war's end. My last one 
is during the siege of Constantinople in 1453. <laughs> I knew it. You had to go. I there. knew it. Uh, Mehmed the Conqueror hired a Hungarian engineer of the name of Orban to make a six uh, a 27 foot long cannon that would hurl 600 pound stones over a mile wide. Wow. I have a question. Go for it. <laughs> the bear's name and who named the bear? The bear's name was Wojtek. It's spelled it's it's spelled differently. It's Polish, but it's spelled Wojtek or it's pronounced Wojtek. And he was named by the his the Polish like regiment okay. that care took him. And for the second one that sounds like an episode of Archer. I'm just going to throw oh, it really? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Probably. <laughs> hmm. Any questions, Peter? Man, I just I'm loving the the imagery in the bear story of this bear like like a furry forklift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, loading yeah. trucks and and potentially like run, like can you imagine being on the battlefield and like this freaking bear runs up Corporal Voitech like, start, starts killing you. <laughs> He's got friends. stripes. <laughs> He's got a uniform on. Yeah. It's it's so ludicrous that I think it's true. Um, yeah. So, do you guys want to, Cammy? What do you, do you think the bear one's true or false? I am torn between the second, uh, the first, and the second, the bear and the other. I thought that you had said that it was. I didn't think you said it was a Polish force, so I was going to question the name. He, it, yeah, that's the okay. Uh, Polish forces in Egypt purchased a Syrian brown bear. So this guy was like prone crawling, prone for two days to remain undetected, and survived barrages um, and mortar fire, and was undetected in um, Kuchi, which is known for being like a tunnel system. And what was the last one again? The um, the uh, the the twenty seven foot long cannon that Mehmed the Conqueror hired Hungarian engineer Orban to craft. And it shot rocks. Was Hungary it even shot, a thing it, back then? It I don't shot think a 600 a pound stone over a mile uh, long. Yeah. Oh, that's how long, how far it fired it. Right. It wasn't a mile long stone. No, <laughs> no, but the, the stone was 600 pounds. Wow. That, that's how much you load a cannon like that. And it was Hungary a thing back in 1453. I feel like it was all that other. I feel like it was all that other place that we talked about. The, the Balkans are insane. Hungary and the Balkans. Hmm. Either way, that statement stands true. The Balkans are indeed insane. <laughs> Anatolia. The the it's Vietnamese story. It sounds like a piece of propaganda that they would have like, <laughs> circulated. So you know, it may or may not have been a true story, but I feel like that is something that that would have actually been shared. Like if you like, oh, this great heroic look, look at what our incredible soldiers have done. Isn't this amazing? And. Am I, am, I, am I allowed to guess now? Can yeah, go for it. Peter, go for and, it. And so <clears throat> Bryant loves his, his Byzantine history, and he's very proud of this. And I feel like he, you know, he would like to conceal something within a story like that because he, own, he just owns that subject. So I'm guessing that the giant rock-shooting cannon is the lie. All right. Hold on. What's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I... I still feel like the Vietnamese story is so, it's so simple. Like, that would be a hard feat for someone to, but it's, it's like the most simple of the three. It is. 
Yeah. So deceptively simple. Maybe not, but mm. I, I think I'll go with the, the <clears throat> second story as being the lie. The second one, and that was the, the Vietnam. Yes. So you all right? So Byzantine Vietnam. Ready for the answers? Oh, it's the first one. The Vietnam was the false story. Oh. Was it really? Yes. yes. So one. before I pass it over, yeah. So I did base that on a true story. <laughs> Wait, did I win? You did win, my. <laughs> okay, good, yes. good. There's Here's a what winning. you won. Yes. Um, high five. No. Um, so I, I actually that story about uh, the Vietnam War is based off of uh, an actual American soldier, okay. Sergeant Carlos uh, Hathcock. He didn't crawl for two days, but he did crawl um, for two miles deep in territory, um, killing like a general and then escaping. So oh, wow. he did have like a, a pretty incredible mission that was oh. wild. See, I thought you made that up I just out of whole cloth. It. That would have been great. No, I I had I, I needed to base it in like a little bit, mm-hmm. and so yeah. like I just kind of changed some certain things. So that's I, the best way to lie, right? Right. Mm. Change like mm. two things and now and then Voitech, Yeah, I felt like that would be the easiest one. I mean, this is really cool. Look it up, please. Just Google. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you how it's spelled. W O T J E K. It's uh, pronounced Voitech though, or Voitech. Are there pictures um, of him? There are, yeah, oh. yeah. He's he's he was well documented, and it was cool because so he helped them in um, Egypt, and then they were uh, sent to, um, I believe it was Italy to help British forces, and the yeah it was, and the Italians had like strict no mascots, no pets, like you can't have that. Mm-hmm. So they drafted him to like make it official, and so he earned he, he earned pay and stuff like that, and they kind of used that as like his provisions. Um, but he was really good at copying the soldiers. And so mm-hmm. when he, they'd be loading and unloading, he would jump right in. And he'd be carrying these like 25-pound boxes like they were nothing when these guys would be having trouble. So he was really helpful for this mm-hmm. troop. And he had these two dedicated caretakers. There's some really cool stuff about him. Yeah, he was carrying 100-pound and 25-pound artillery shells like it was nothing. Never dropping them. Never made a mistake. <laughs> never, I mean, he was never a, causing a, a perfect soldier. Devastating accident. <laughs> now, of course, yeah. So I had a feeling if I threw a Byzantine, uh, Byzantine story, that was pretty crazy that it would work. And there was two that I wanted to talk about. But mm. this one, I, this is really crazy, and it was real. Um, yeah, this, this Hungarian dude. So the siege was months long, months and months long. I think even over a year, if I remember correctly. But Mehmed, he had hundreds of thousands of people from, you know, the Turks, the Turkish army was at one of its heights, and they were besieging Constantinople, and suck, the worst part is, Orban, this this Hungarian engineer, Hungary was, it was fractal, and it was a weird kingdom, but it was around, um, he was in Constantinople, and he was actually trying to sell his services to um, the king of Constantinople and his court to, like, hey, I can help you, and they were like, look, we cannot afford you, we're under siege, we can't do this, and you're just some crazy dude talking about giant cannons. <laughs> so he walked out of Constantinople, and you can't uh, miss this giant army. And you're like, hey, I can make a giant cannon. So yes, 600-pound <laughs> stone ball was shot by Basilica, which I think means king, um, a 27-foot long cannon. Um, it was uh, incredibly huge. It needed uh, it, was, it took him three months to build in a nearby city and was dragged by 60 oxen. Wow. That's how they dragged it. And if I remember correctly, too, they literally kind of like had logs. That they mm-hmm. drag it on and they'd have to like mm-hmm. pull it up. I mean, and it was yeah, it was absolutely insane. It took you had to like have so much water to cool it down. It could only shoot like three times in a day. It was <laughs> so bad. It actually did not necessarily help with the siege. It just made <laughs> what it. Did. I mean, it would it would fire. It would scare the living god out of everyone. And everyone in, in like a three like foot radius, their heads would explode probably <laughs> and their ears bleed. But um, it would crumble the wall. But then the engineer, the the Constantine uh, Byzantine engineers would just like 
build the rubble around it and everything else. And so they still had like a working mm-hmm. wall. It just wasn't a pretty wall. So hmm. anyway, yeah, that was my fun three treats and a lie. I'm glad awesome. you guys. That was fun. All right, Peter, hit us. All right, here it comes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Deep in the Rocky Mountains, the Shoshone people tell tales of a race of little people called the Namiragar. The Namiragar carry tiny bows and shoot their enemies with poisoned arrows. Numeragar translates roughly to people eater, and they've earned this title by eating their own when they become old or infirm after bashing in their heads. Some believe that there is evidence that Numeragar actually exists. In Wyoming in the 1930s, archaeologists discovered a 14-inch mummy with a mouth of sharp canine teeth and a bashed-in skull. (laughs) Hmm. Moving on. Beneath the burning sands of the Gobi Desert, the Mongolian death worm slumbers. It waits there until the summer months when it is awoken by the feet of travelers and merchants. It bursts from beneath the sands, ensnaring its prey with a great mouth of hooked teeth. Unlike the slimy earthworms we are used to seeing, the Mongolian death worm is wrapped in an armor of rough skin and can reach lengths of over 10 feet. Yeah, Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) And finally, we're moving on to South Africa. Around 160 BC, the Greek navigator Eudoxus heard tales of a sunken island while attempting to be the first to sail around the Cape of Good Hope. Local fishermen called the lost island Sophala and claimed that it was inhabited by a race of animals who walked on their hind legs and lived in a great city. The island had disappeared following a fierce storm, and some believe that the island did not sink, but floated away on the winds. The location of Sofala is marked on the famous map of Frau Mauro. Nice. All right, guys. Um, so the, I, I honestly, I think it's the first one, Mm. and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, it is very similar to a story I know that doesn't exist in that area, but it does exist with, um... Uh, indigenous people to the United States mm-hmm. and they're actually giant people and not small people. So you think I, I just substituted a small no, person? No, for no, 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 because it's, it's very different in other ways. But um, knowing that that does exist or not that it exists, but no, so I got really into it for a while. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I know that the archaeological or archaeologists have supposedly found it, these giant skulls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, it, they didn't have poison darts. They didn't have that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were giants that, that ate people. Hmm. So it's similar to a story I know. And I'm not saying that you even were aware of that story, but it's similar enough to a story that I know. And I feel like I would have run across that hmm. studying this stuff if... Yeah. Very confident. Yeah. Kami coming in with a with a aggressive guess. I do have a question. The last oh god, I don't remember the name on it. What was the name of the island on the last one? Sofala. Okay. Anyway. I was getting hints of number three. I totally believe number two is a truth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's a truth. The first one did kind of give me because it was just it's 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 very straightforward mm-hmm. and simple. Um, not in like a bad way, but it's it's just a very straightforward kind of. Peter may have written that. He's a simpleton. Tale. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, but these are really great. I like how you jumped into the 
indigenous American um, myth. There's a lot. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with number three as the lie. Rest or truth. Lie. Yeah. Okay. Is there a reason? What what what, what makes no. you say that? So you're you're. I'm you're, I'm just confident you're, you're the other confident two are truths. Two. Yeah. I I thought that number two was gonna get you guys. Really? I did. Because it, it is it is true the Mongolian death worm is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, we just figured that was a thing. It, it just it, it sounds so ridiculous. I'm it, like, it's, I put, it's so ridiculous. It had to be. I'm aware, right? And that's I'm just I'm aware of how tumultuous that area is, mm-hmm. and so I just yeah. You can I've tell seen me, like, Tremors. There's is, a, is that the movie? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Reba McIntyre, I've seen that. So I that just, is very no special effects. They just left a camera on in the Mongolian. <laughs> yeah, they actually right. shot on location. The Gobi does it. It was actually a documentary. Like we could just put some actors around this and act around this crap. No, um, no. I I just know that that area is extremely like tumultuous, and so mm-hmm. that's where I believe that. Um, and then the first one, it it seems simple. But rude. It's like the Voitech, like it's it's precise mm-hmm. and concise and other ice words. So <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Um, and so the third one, I just, I think that there's a little more, maybe the narrative. But that's totally. I mean, it's it's a totally a property of. That's how that tale would be written. You know. That's mm-hmm. it. So, but that's that's where the other two just seem. I seem confident in them being truths. So. Interesting. Well, um, you guys both guessed correctly that number two is blown, or that is it is true. Cool. Um, and are we keeping score? So you you guessed correctly. Kami guessed correctly yep. in the first round. I don't know round. that we have to keep score. For I, sure. I, I insist. We should. Okay. Yeah, we should. <laughs> so so Kami has one point, and the point for this round goes to Bryant. Aha! Good job. Good job. Nice. The, uh, We're all going to be tied by the end of this. The, there's a lot of like actual stuff in here, like the the Greek navigator. Um, he was the first to kind of sail around the Cape of Good Hope, and yeah. that's recorded. And then I totally um, believe, yeah. Sofala is a real place. It's an it's a name of another cape that's that's near the Cape uh, of Good Hope. Okay. Um, but the uh, the lost island with the animals that walk on their hind legs. That is, I just thought they meant that's like cool. hairy people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, that's it, funny. It sounds, it, sounds, it, it sounds a lot about a. It sounds a lot like a like a game that's coming out for Nintendo Switch, and that was my inspiration. Oh yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, little, that's cool. A little Animal Crossing reference. Yeah. There, no, it totally. It's. It did sound like like it sounded like it could. Be, that's exactly how it would be too. Like mm. if you look at the Wikipedia entry, that's what it would be. And so, but there was the other two. Just I. I felt like those were more concrete, and that's mm-hmm. that was what it is. So. That was really really good. Yeah, I did a whole search on like stories of little people, like stories of little people throughout um, different cultures, and Amerigar came up. Was my as mom a there? Shoshone myth. Was my mother? Is she very small? She, she's four eleven, four ten. Really? Yeah. I've only seen her sitting down ever. Does she? Yeah. That's so funny. I've only met your mom sitting down. <laughs> does she live in a mushroom house? No, but she could live in the shire. That's very really good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that was great. All right, Cammy, hit us. Okay. So my theme, I had a theme, it's uh, secession attempts. Mm -hmm. And so on January 17th, 1920, the island tourist town of McKinnick Island, Michigan, had a rude awakening. The Volstead Act, or the National Prohibition Act, had just succeeded in carrying out the intent of the 18th Amendment. McKinnick Island was now dry land. The only problem was Petoskey Brewing, the place where roughly half the island's residents worked, had to shut down. Not to mention the loss of revenue and alcohol sales at the island hotels. The citizens of McKinnick were furious. The mayor, Jacob D., decided to take action. He called a town meeting and drafted a letter to Congress stating stating the island's intention to secede from the United States and form his own country of McKinnick. 
The letter never made it to Congress. Some of the visitors on the island at the time told the Coast Guard post of the uprising. They sent a single boat with seven armed men to deal with the problem. When Jacob D. saw the officers departing the boat, he knew he had been found out before his plan had been enacted. He surrendered to the officers, and the guard was able to calm down the citizens. McKinnick Island still remains part of the U.S. today. Oh, hmm. I like it. On April 18, 1982... Oh, this is another story. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> A 17-mile traffic jam was established by the U.S. Border Patrol, an effort to curb illegal immigration from the Florida Keys. They had set up a roadblock leaving the island. No one wanted to brave the hours it took to reach Key West, so tourists simply stopped showing up. The injunction that Mayor Dennis Wardlaw filed against the U.S. Border Patrol fell on deaf ears, but he had another plan. On April 23, 1982, the Florida Keys succeeded from the Union and declared themselves the Conquer Public. Wardlaw was now the Prime Minister, and his first act was to declare war on the United States. Hmm. He broke stale Cuban bread over a man in a Navy uniform <laughs> as his first act of war. One minute later, Wardlaw surrendered to the Navy base on Key West. He then demanded a billion dollars from the Union for foreign aid and war relief so he could rebuild his great nation after the long federal siege. <laughs> the roadblock was removed, and you can still purchase Conquer Public passports to this day carrying the phrase, we seceded where others failed. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> okay, another story. All right, here we go. In the summer of 1984, the residents of Block Island, Rhode Island, started, started a campaign to secede from their oppressive state. Their grievance? Mopeds. <laughs> Tourists from the mainland flooded their roads with the pesky, noisy little motorized bikes every summer. There were many accidents, close to 100 every year, due to mopeds. The governor of Massachusetts at the time, Michael Dukakis, along with William O'Neill, governor of Connecticut, wished to annex the island and promised their safety from the terrors of the road. With the serious threat of one of the most profitable tax land in Rhode Island leaving their state, the, legislator, the legislature called a special session and passed a law allowing Block Island to self-regulate mopeds. This secession was quashed, and Block Island still regulates their own moped codes to this day. Hmm. Those were great. Those hmm. were really great nice. stories. They're those really were... fun, too. Yeah, those are really nice. All right. I'm going to slam it. Three's the, the, the lie. Mopeds. Going right in yep. for it. I, I'm calling I, that. I almost bit on that, too, because her, her name dropping, like, like the governor, Michael Dukakis. Yeah. You know, like, like he's a real guy. You, you all know Mike Dukakis. Yeah, yeah. Um... But I don't know. I think it it, it it rings true to me. Like, like I hate mopeds. I get it. <laughs> and the, I think it's a lie because there would be more than a hundred accidents. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I I the other two. I don't know. The, it's the, it's part of the details and stuff. They're all extremely well written, though. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. They really are. Yeah, that's your. I made them all up myself. <laughs> They're, <laughs> all, all They're all lies. All lies. Uh, no, I can tell. Yeah, I can. It's just like your myths. On the, the regular shows. Um, Thank you. It is, it really is. Maybe yeah. you should promote me to co-host. We'll work on don't, it. Don't push it. You're, you only got one point in this race. Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Maybe maybe she wins the game. She could become a... I, I can't know. win the game you now. Can't win the game. We have to keep points like forever, well, every time we do this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, that is true, yeah. Well, it's one and one. 
and so if he gets this right, then he wins. Then I'm right. in the lead, yeah. So Peter, you gotta you, you're oh, you're sitting on nil. So the first one, I I, I just completely buy. I think it was just really yeah. Um, it, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, <coughs> it, it was I was sold on it. The second one is like there was just some ludicrous de- yeah. de- details in there, and that might be she might be trying to you know like fluff it out. It's with, a target. Like it's, yeah. it might be true, and she's like playing up the ridiculous aspects of it. But I'm gonna go for number two. I'm gonna go for Conk Island. She has to look the, the ten mile. The, the Conk Republic. The Conk Republic. Republic. I'm going. I'm going with that one. The uh, the breaking of the bread. <laughs> oh, the, that 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 just that was that the story jumped the shark there for me. I gotcha. Um, well, let me go over my sources first. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Oh, I, I guess we can mention ours too, uh, as well. But go ahead, Cami. MyFloridaHistory.org. Mechanic, oh, no! Hold on. MechanicIsland.org and BlockIslandInfo.com. So, Did I looked it, up a lot about these that's places. That's great, yeah. All of them. Um, so, yeah, we'll go through. We'll start with the third one. Uh-huh. Um, that one is actually true. Uh, oh, no. Mopeds? Yes, they did. Damn it. Um, and that Michael Dukakis was the governor. I actually... I was torn on whether or not I should put in that because mm-hmm. I was like, he. I mean, everybody knows who Michael Dukakis is. Should I leave this in? But I did. Um, the second one with uh, the the Conquer Republic that was also true. Wow, and that is like my That's favorite wild. story yeah, ever. It great. It's so good. So yeah, the first one. Uh, I thought it was a little, maybe too bland, but I'm glad it, you know. It, it just seemed it so, perfect. yeah, cognito, yeah. It was like so just totally so, on point. Did I get a point? You should, because you fooled us both. Yes! So she she so she so wins. Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. You know who got zero <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Let's edit that out. And who got zero points? That would be that'd be me. I'm a, I'm a sucker. You did some good writing, though. That was fun. Um, there was something interesting, though, that I found about uh, McKinnick uh, Island. I can't remember the name of the island, but there's an island that's, like, right near it in mm-hmm. Michigan. And they actually did try to secede. Don't remember why or mm-hmm. anything like that. But some of the people that, like, escaped from the arrests that they yeah. were making actually fled to McKinnick Island. Uh, I found that after I read the story, but mm, I thought it was interesting. That's but. cool. That's really cool. Really well done. Thanks. Excellent. Well, guys, that was it. That was really good. I really, really like that. That was a lot of fun. Maybe we'll have to do that like a monthly or something like that. Let us know what you, the listener, thinks, if this was a decent show or not. Yeah, did you have fun playing along with us? What, what were your scores? Sure. You yeah, do? I'll actually, I'll post on the Facebook page a, yeah. uh, a score tab. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. should do that afterwards. That would be really, really good. I'm sure we can do, like, a, as a poll. Were any yeah. of our listeners, yeah. did, did any of our listeners sniff out all three lives? I, I would like to know. Yeah, that'd be good. Don't well, lie about it. Yeah. Put a little prize pack together. I don't, Maybe, know how you would, yeah. I don't know how you would prove that. but You'll get a personal message on your Facebook wall. <laughs> yes. From Cammie. <laughs> Not even me. Um, get a signed group photo. Yeah. Yeah, there the we cast. go. Um, well, guys, thanks for bringing your 
myths and your histories and your lies Thank to you. the show. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, we, we hope you guys did enjoy it. Please let us know. Uh, mystery with an IE at gmail.com. You can hit us up or hit us on our Facebook page or group or Cammy or me personally. Um, let us know what you thought. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Happy, happy April Fool's Day. Psych. Oh. Quack. <laughs> <laughs>